The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just tired, so I'm not going to be much help to you. All I'm going to be talking about is TikTok. Usually I'm the one that's like, this is this, and this is this, and let's talk about everything sarcastically in Hollywood, but let's be honest, I love Hollywood. And speaking of Hollywood sellouts, I'd love to invite to the show my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage that is now making faces at me, Bear Fjorda. What about what I do makes me a sellout? Absolutely nothing, but I'm going to call you a Hollywood sellout. That's it. Hold on. I would definitely. Oh, you would be a Hollywood sellout. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to put that energy out there so you get the opportunity to be a Hollywood sellout. Sistema is the worst martial art ever, but if someone wants to pay me a million dollars to play a role in some movie about it, oh my God, yeah, let's do exactly. it. Exactly. Everyone's got a price. doesn't matter who you are. See, you keep turning your head away. He knows you're doing it. So uh, I'm going to say, speaking of Hollywood sellouts, there is a chick online. She's a TikToker. Her name is Michaela. Okay. And she just got in trouble because she did a whole thing for Maybelline. Okay. And she did this whole makeup thing where she shows how brilliant it is. And of course, it doesn't work at all. Well, that's because the companies, you know, that, that goes into the whole topic of being able to label your videos and label the content of today with paid advertisement. Because she was obviously paid by the company to do that. And but then, of course, she made up a bunch of crap about results. it. I'm sorry? So she's also faked results. That's just it, right? And then she hid the fact that her video was uh, a paid advertisement. And so the, everyone else believes, oh, she wasn't paid for this. She just made this video for no reason. And it's got these wonderful results. So obviously, this has to be genuine. And the, of course, it's not. Of, of course, it's not. But the reality is, like... You've kind of drawn a line. You really only push products that you like. You've done like Ridge Wallet, but you carried a Ridge Wallet before you did it. I did. Um, I, I haven't. I have pushed products. Like there are ones that I really like, like the KMX stands, the hair extensions I use for my yeah. wigs. I love their products. It's human hair. Um, I absolutely push that product, but I use it. I got to tell you, I have like five or six different brands that I've pushed that I do not use. So you you are. Oh, I'm a shill. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to call you a shill. A shill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fully a shill and it wouldn't be so bad, but the expectation, but I'm not an influencer. Right. I'm I'm just straight Hollywood. I have to stay honest. You're, you're an influencer and there is an expectation from influencers because back in the day, especially on YouTube, influencers only push products that they genuinely believed in. And so there's a belief of reality and advertising from influencers because what makes them influencers are, is that they share their life. Yeah. So the products they share are supposed to already be a part of their life. I could see that. And there's, there's a little bit of, there's a, there's a false belief by the audience that, okay, this is the person I follow from, 
let's say day one to day 2000. They have a million followers now. I follow, I was their first follower and now they're pushing this product. And so I believe I had this super awesome connection with them and they may even acknowledge me on live streams and they message me personally too. And so well, when I see this, some of your but followers, but that's what I'm saying. And this is for my, for, this is my, for, uh, for my friends too out there. You guys should, everyone should be aware that just because you followed someone forever and you may even have a real connection to some of them, they could still sell a product or sell something to you that's not worth your time or money and you'll buy into it because of that connection to them. So why have you drawn the line and refused to do that? Because I'm not willing to take the hit uh, reputation-wise at the end of the day. Because I'm looking at not just now, but also long-term. I not only want to build my brand for myself, but I got to build it for my nonprofit. And the moment I start pushing out things that don't work, just try and make a quick buck, the sooner I lose uh, the audience, my friends, people who are already supporting me in what I do, and then I have nothing. There was no point in making it. To begin with, every video I post gets flooded with people calling me a fraud or a sellout. It's not worth it. Like, I got to say, so like Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon and Palm Springs, I advertise them. They really do do my hair. Um, KMX Stands, I really do wear their wigs. Yeah. And we give ATV rides from off-road rentals every week. So and like- Firsthand, I can tell you they are awesome. Yeah, because you've been there. But but that's it. But a lot of companies that I've pushed over the years, I'm like, yay, try this weight loss shake that I would never drink if my life depended on it. You won't do that. Do you think that- Influencer culture is moving more to like my ends, to yeah. Hollywood, than it than it is to where you are. You've kind of stayed where influencer culture was supposed to be with the, no, I'm not advertising this unless I believe in it. Well, I, that's the one thing I also do is whenever I get a product or something, a concept people want me to advertise or push out, I would either investigate it or I would want to have the product for about a week or so and really put it through the ringer of my normal. Because like, I'm a martial artist, I'm a fighter. I get gloves, I get hand wraps, I get gear. And so I like, oh, you know, I'm happy to do this. I'm going to take a week and kind of put it through the ringer of what I would do. And if it can't hold up to a week of what I do, these people are not going to be able to use it for longer than a couple of months. And so I'm not going to put the, give them a product that's going to cost them 60, 70 bucks. That's going to flop in a short amount of time. You've also had companies send you products mm -hmm. um, without paying you, just send you them as a gift. And the ones you've really liked, you've advertised. Speaking of which, I'll say, I'll say uh, Fat Boy Fights, great t-shirt brand, love their shirts, have three of them, use all of them for training, use them for regular day-to-day -day wear. They've held up, they've held up extremely well. The PFL sent you gloves, you use them. Mm -hmm. You've had other companies send you gloves. People have seen them in my videos, actually. The company that sent you gloves? Um, so PFL sent me gloves, uh, Money Fight sent me gloves and hand wraps. And that's money fight F Y T E. And so uh, after I've tested these products, I'll happily talk about them, make a video about it because it's nice them to send it to me. And I want to be able to share that with my people. But, but you, there are a lot of companies that have sent you stuff. I know you won't mention that you never brought up because the, the companies didn't, the, the product didn't work. Right. Which is funny because you would think calling them out on their crap would help, but on some circumstances, it would just get people to try, oh, you know, maybe I should buy these anyway, see how bad they really are. And that company still makes money off a crappy product. That's it. And so the, I think it, and then there have been cases where you really liked the people, but you didn't want to push the product because it was garbage. Well, in that case, I, I, <laughs> I would take responsibility as the person that they, who they want to advertise it. And I would tell them personally, hey, this product did very poorly when I used it. So I'm, I haven't, we haven't agreed to anything. So I'm not making a video about that. I'm just letting you know what you sent me did not work. So you if you want to send me a replacement, we can, if you don't want to do the deal, we don't have to do it. Um, and so at that point, I just kind of spell it out them that's not going to work. Unlike Michaela, who just simply said, oh, here's a lot of money for this product that I guarantee is not going to do what it's supposed to do. But you paid me a lot of money. So I'm going to tell them whatever you I, want. I, I kind of hate that because I don't blame her for that on my end. 
but again, Hollywood shill. Mm -hmm. Like on my end, I get it. Michaela, I, I actually follow her. I have for years. Mm -hmm. She's excellent at makeup. I enjoy her a great deal. And I assume when I've seen these advertisements that it's just, you know, she's like me. She's advertising crap because they say so. Yeah. And then you see stuff like that and it kind of upsets you. I think it upsets me. Well, one, because I don't, I may be in the same industry, but I don't see it the same way she does. I'm not willing to do that for now. Hold on. I should I say that I am willing to do it for a certain amount of money. If this person, if this product I know is a flop, but they want to pay me a, a ridiculous amount of money to push it out there, I will push it out there and I'll find a way to tell people to flop. So be careful, <laughs> but I will definitely make a video about it. It'd be like the first video. Hey, this is incredible. Buy it. Two minutes later, second video goes out. It's a lie. It's crap, but it made me a lot of money. So just be aware of that. <laughs> I can see that. I really, really can. And I don't, again, <laughs> I, I understand what it means to make your money. This the whole reason you do this. Listen, the whole reason anyone becomes an influencer nowadays, more than likely, is to make money. It's because they're not wanting, they didn't want a conventional job or they were ha not happy but, with the conventional jobs. So they chose this one and that's okay. You're more hours doing this than a person. In a oh, it's, it's a full-time career. hundred percent. I'm, I'm burning hours upon tens of hours a week. You know, everyone's got a, what a tens 40 hour. Hours. <laughs> I say tens of hours. Cause it's not hundreds of hours a week. It's, it's about a hundred hours a week. People have training and yeah. Oh, and well, that. it's more, I took account for it, but people have like 40 hour, 40 hour work weeks. I have easily more than that, at least 60 hour work weeks plus, since that's what that's I put in my That's just the head. training. Yeah. So training you do what you do from, um, well, we have eight hour, we have eight hour, six to eight hours everyday training. And then just you have, then we have four to six hours of the content creation. content creation and then at least an hour live streaming. And then I sleep. Yeah. Yep. So it's, the, the, I also take a shit hours. in between there sometimes. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. I had to find a way to get that, that in there. because I really, I had to find a way to get in there. I wanted to, I wanted to make some, I wanted to give, I wanted to give money to the children. Okay. You gross me out. We're taking the money away from now on. <laughs> You're gross. No, I'm very, I'm still very medicated. I got to tell you all, I am still so sick. It's ridiculous. I've been sick almost for two months. I had neurovirus. Then I had uh, a nose job. Then you gave me the flu after the nose job. And now I'm having a lung problem to the point that like I'm on oxygen. Yeah. It's that bad. And it's now we're, we're talking literally at each other. Our, our, our volatile sick particles just bouncing off each other's faces right back and forth. We sleep right in the same bed. I know. <laughs> hey, the audience can't imagine that. So I'm trying to provide the illustrative purposes through audio, my audio-ness. Mm -hmm. That, you just sound like you had a stroke. I... <laughs> we, I'm excited. We have Sonia on today. Sonia Harley, she's one of my favorite people. I absolutely love her. I'm going to try and drag her out actually to a couple of fight events because mm. I think she'd love it. Killer musician. Oh, she's she been is. opening for Motorhead now. For she, how she, long? she opened for Motorhead on the motorboat tour. Oh, okay. I think she's on incredible. the motorboat tour. I know. I was I like, that, that is the best. That is the best <laughs> name of a tour. But speaking of shills, uh, you have... You know, Harry and Meghan on South Park, which I think I've I've never seen people more deserving. Are they shills or are they just really entitled? They're assholes. Like that's that's one thing. Like I don't know if they've put out a a product or a concept that she's they put a, in. She's a shill. She's a shill. Yeah, okay. and I can't knock that. She came but, from Hollywood. Do you know what she's like advertised about? Oh, tons of stuff. She used to run a blog, a vlog. She like she's she's done all of that. She's done the whole influencer thing, which I can't knock. You do it for a living and I just don't because I don't have the patience. I remember that. She claimed that she had like some three million followers. And uh, it, it turned out it was like a million. It was. Oh, it was that high. I thought it was like half a million. No, no, no. It was, it was like a million followers okay. over an extended period of time. It's not unreasonable. 
but you can make a lot of money on Instagram with a million followers. That's you can, that's, especially now that they pay for reels mm -hmm. and you, your your reels gets viewed a lot better than TikTok's platform allows your videos get viewed. That makes a lot of money. Okay, then why aren't you pushing your Instagram rather than your TikTok? I'm posting every day. I just I can't help that I blew up on one place and not the other. I'm trying. Okay, I think you suck then. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I I will say though, as as Megan, Megan and Harry. She's if they had come out yeah. and turned around and been like, hey, we saw the humor in it. It was really funny. People would like them a lot better. They just take themselves far too seriously. And when you take yourself too seriously, you're screwed. I didn't even know they put out a response yet. Their response was, no, 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 we're not going to sue. We're not going to sue. Yeah, That's reasonable. Them have, oh, I'm happy to hear that they're not going to sue them. What were we told me earlier about uh, the threats that Trey Parker, Matt Stone received? Oh, they got it from the Taliban. They got it from everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. After being threatened by a, a known terrorist organization for the things I post out, Megan telling me they're not going to sue me is like, it's eh, cool of you. But I really wasn't worried about it to begin with. But that's it. Like, okay, we had Osama bin Laden threaten us. We had the Taliban threaten us. We've yeah. had actual terrorist threats. I don't think they're concerned with Meghan Markle. And do you know how many A-list superstars they portrayed on that show? I mean, if they were going to be taken down by someone, it, it was not going to be Harry and Meghan. No, it wasn't. But Scientology went after them. But that's because Scientologists secretly eat baby brains. Please sue me, Scientology. Oh, that's not even, that's not even. Uh, and, rape, and, and rape people for fun. Yeah, that, that's that's better. I you know, I'd go as far as say they rate people's baby brains. There you go. Please sue us, Scientology. Please we sue encourage us. us. We want to go to court with you. Yeah, we would love to have you prove that you are not rapists covering up crimes. The worst part is they probably tie us up in litigation with so much paperwork and money. We just go we go bankrupt. We poor on the streets before we. Get oh hell no! Just make a deal. There are so many people that don't like Scientology and being wronged by Scientology. I'm just happy to be the mouthpiece. Let him sue me. We can reach out to, is it Remy? What's her, what's her name? Uh, Leah Remney. Leah Remney. She's yeah. awesome. We they're, can get her, get her to fund, fund our legal team. Scientology has hurt a lot of people. And the reason they do it is because they secretly worship Satan and uh, drink the souls of unborn babies after running, you know, a rape, a, a, a sex trafficking ring. Yeah. Please sue me, Scientology. Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with the one, the only, Sonia Harley. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage. I think you have a fight, what, in three weeks? Uh, sorry, it's March 18th, so yep. still under a month away. Over at Dan Henderson's, it's going to be really cool. I'm actually going to try and drag our guest, Sonia Harley, out there to uh, go meet some other influencers and fighters and some really cool people. Speaking of Hon- Sonia Harley, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? <laughs> um, I, let's see, I, I had neurovirus, then I had a reconstructive surgery on my nose, then I got the flu, and now I'm on oxygen because they didn't do what they were oh supposed to God. when I was being taken care of. So I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Like part of my lung atrophied. How the fuck does that happen? Oh Where my gosh, you? that is so crazy. Well, you know, was, hey, I mean, <laughs> at least you're the type of individual that this is happening to you and you're going to definitely make sure that you provide everyone with all the information they need to survive through it because you definitely will. 100%. So, uh, that is the most polite way of saying I'm not going to shut up about it that I've ever heard. That is, <laughs> I like that. Now, for everyone new to the show, I know we had a lot of write-ins when Sonia was my co-host. You all loved her. For anyone new, Sonia, tell everyone who you are and what you do. Hey, guys. So my name is Sonia Harley, and um, I am a multi-genre artist. Um, I love music. I do jingles. So, like, you know, if you've heard, like, some Google commercials, Lays, um, Netflix, stuff like that. So I have a nice agent nice team that's really cool with me we get a lot of cool stuff and I'm also like really locked into my music for my journey and um you know first black female front person to uh ever do an all-metal tour with Lenny Kilmister mm-hmm. so he took my band on Motorhead Motorboat which was super super fun and I loved making history in that in that manner and um you know just being able to spread a good message to the world and to people for their souls to let them know that no matter how fucked up your life might be there's already somebody, there's always someone that's probably way more fucked up, but music will definitely get you through all of it and hopefully save your soul. So that's my goal. <laughs> I, I that like that. One, Sonia, I don't think I got a chance to thank you for covering for me when I was off playing at a game show. <laughs> Please. She she was happy to, oh, and she hoped welcome. you died there so she could fun. stay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really yeah, glad. It was really grateful. fun. It was the guy from uh, Judge Judy, which is super cool. So yeah, I love doing that. Show. It was hilarious. That's now, it. now, I don't think you and I have actually had a lot of time to chat ever. So I'm curious, what got you started in the music industry? Um, well, you know, I grew up in church. So like music has always been a part of the fabric of my human, I guess, you know, for my flesh walk. So um, I basically just knew that it was, I could never get away from it. Every time I would stop then somewhat, something would always lead me to music. So I was actually on an Amtrak train going um, back up north and was down in Los Angeles sort of like visiting um, with my mom. And it's going back and forth. And there was a lady on the train who was like, oh, wow, I love your look. You have a really cool look. And, you know, I have a friend that has an agency. And do you live in L.A.? I'm like, no, I 
don't. I go back and forth, you know. And so she was like, okay. She's like, well, maybe, you know, if you want to stop by there. She goes, I would recommend that you, you know, go and just talk to her. You'd be really good in commercials, whatever. So I went. And um, and that was for something totally different. So I was supposed to, like, walk the carpet with the guy from a... Uh, um, what is that? Um, uh, Will Smith's show. I can't even think of it right now, but, um, Fresh Prince. Um, yeah, the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Like Carlton or whatever. And it was so funny, but I never did oh, that. Oh, that's so cool. And then she found out that I could sing and then hooked me up with a producer. And then from that point, it was just, it was over. And then I just started like, you know, doing music and it just took me right back to like being in church and next to my like oldest brother while he's playing the piano, having me sing all these songs that are like 20 years older than me. And so, yeah, so I was like really little with this super huge voice and that's what kind of did the journey. And then when someone came to me with tears in their eyes and just was like, Oh wow, that really made me feel so good. Like, thank you so much. And it was interesting, you know, to see and to feel that people can actually be moved and, um, have their journeys sort of like changed and redirected from music. So I think music is very, um, important for for us as mankind and for our movement, like future for the future of this world and everything. So yeah, so th- I got lost. That's why I'm in it, and God gave it to me. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And sometimes I'm like, ah, this fucking sucks. But it's back and forth. You know, it's it's, the, <laughs> it's those moments that you're like, thank you, God, and those other moments where you're like, really, God, really, like this is what yeah. you picked for me. <laughs> On the yeah. now. I'd ask you what your happiest moment is, but I've met your husband. He's gorgeous. So I'm assuming it's him. So I'm going to say, what was your happiest moment in, in your career? What moment made you happiest in your career? Um, I think my happiest moment was um, when I realized that music was something that I didn't have to go and answer to someone every single day for being like having a boss over my head telling me, Oh, you know, you have to be in at this time or we're going to let you go. And, you know, when music started giving back to me, like, you know, you put in, you get out, you know what I mean? And your gift is supposed to make room for you. And I would say that prayer and I'd say, Oh, wow, I'm never going to like, nothing's ever going to happen. I'm like, doing stuff left and right and then dropping out and, you know, just feeling a little discouraged at times. But then when I saw music started really taking care of me, that was my happiest moment because I was like, oh my God, like I am not working anymore. Like I'm doing music. Yes, it's working. Yes, it's super, super hard. It's a different type of work though, because you're pulling yeah. from, from your soul, you know, you're writing and, and you're giving a different part of yourself. You're really being vulnerable. And I don't mind any of that. But I hate to be vulnerable and still have to go to a job with a freaking boss over my head telling me that I'm going to get fired if I don't show up on time in two days. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. ah. so yeah, that was, that's probably like my happiest moment along with my hubby, of course, who like engineers my stuff. And we didn't even think about that first when we first got together. It was not even like, oh, well, you're going to engineer really? my music and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it just sort of unfolded that way. So I like that. Now, for anyone yeah. wanting to get into this, one of the questions we always always ask is, what was your darkest moment in the industry? Because oh, I always man. like people to see that you can come out of that. Go and go to flip side now. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, was your, God. what was the darkest well, moment for you? I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying that, you know, you're still going to have ups and downs. There's still going to be times when the light is on and the light is off to a certain degree, you know, but then there's, there's always certain things 
that are there um, sort of like um, that you can balance yourself on and know that you can kind of, you know, depend on them. That's kind of where I'm at right now with being, you know, with my agency. I have such a great team for my um, jingles and stuff like that that I know I'm kind of okay in that area, but it's still not a solid. So my darkest moment was going into the studio, I would say probably for about seven months and working on working on a project. I mean, I've had a few dark moments, but I was working on this project and I wrote like some songs, you know, and um, when it came time and this was like for song placement and stuff. So I was working and working with another artist, which was cool because I like writing for other artists as well. Um, someone had tried to take credit for the songs that I wrote. Right. And what? so, and I was very new and I really didn't know like how to handle it. And I sat there and let this person tell these, this team of producers that they wrote these songs and um, I got nothing from it. And I heard the song on the radio. I got nothing from it, you know? And I was like, oh my God. So, and, and that was so dark for me because I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like you got it hurt so bad. And like, who am I fresh in? Like, I'm so new in it. Like this person was in it like at least 12 years or whatever. I'm like fresh, like freshly new in it. So for me to say something that would, I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I didn't have my, I hadn't found my bitch yet. Just put it that way. Because that's what I was told by someone when you I was super find nice bitch, at yeah. one point, you know, but you've got to find your bitch. Cause I'm not going to always be here to be a bitch for you. But yeah. So, um, but the following year, when the follow-up for the album, when they were looking for the same connotation, when they were looking for the same messages, that person could not deliver. And that was cool because I was like, yeah, because you didn't write the shit in the first place. That's why you can't replicate it, you know? And then at that point, I was able to tell the producers of the project that I was the one that had written a lot of stuff and I got to write on it and I got to eat from it as well. Like that person did, that person probably ate more from it than I did because that was fresh out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. And at least the truth about the person came out and, you know, so I say that karma, karma is coming for you. It comes back around. That's why I have my song, you know, a pocket full of nails, that karma will come for you. It will get you. I have a pocket full of nails. You're going to bleed. And anyone that does anyone wrong, they're going to bleed eventually. So we don't have to waste our time on it trying to get them do, back, you know? Do you want to call out whoever it was? I never mind that on the show because as far as the law says, then they have to prove you didn't write the song if they have a problem with it. That's how the law stands. <laughs> yeah, nah, they're not worth it. They got enough of their name over all the shit that they didn't do that I did, so I'm not going to say their name. Fine. Can you, <laughs> can you tell it. me in the, Can you tell me when we're not on air so I never work with these people? Oh, uh, I would, I would let you know. Yeah, I would definitely okay. let you know. Because so you know <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I never want to fund people that fuck with my friends. Like that's yeah. yeah. And that's you know what? You life. know what else too? This is another thing, Summer. This is what pisses me off too, because I was the only female in that writing camp. So that was another thing. Not to get you know. No, no, no. I get not it. to be chauvinistic in any way whatsoever to say anyone is or isn't but I mean you know what I mean I was the only female writing on the project like all the rest were male they were all male writers and you know I just I felt I told them I said I don't know there there isn't any projects out there I don't think that are really successful for the world and for the universe if they don't bring both energies to the table you've got to have the female side and you need to have you know, the male side, so that that song can actually minister to both male and female. And that was just a model that, that I live by. You know what I mean? I would never do a full album with all female or with all male. I just, well, with all female. I could do one with all male and be the only female, but why would I do that? Yeah. I'd get some other female writers and stuff, which I've had, you know, to kind of like do a few things here and there. But yeah, I just think that that gives you the stronger connection 
when it comes to music, you know? I, I don't thought about that. Well, I don't think people realize how male dominated the industry still is. Like what Sonia, what oh. you're describing, that's not uncommon. It's really not. It's the industry is very, very male, and there still is a lot of uh, racism on top of it. I was working for B. Oh, yeah. I got chewed out um, on a project because they said it was too dark behind the scenes. It's cool to hire them on camera, but, you know, behind the scenes, we kind of want to keep it with normal people. And I'm watching this guy try and describe white as normal and too dark behind the scenes in 50 different ways. I'm like, just say it. Wow. <laughs> like, I know what you're trying to yeah. say. You know what you're trying to say. Like, let's see how close we can get you to, to oh, my God. Just keep telling me. I don't understand what you're saying. I did. That's can what I clarify? did. I just sat there. You, and he got all the way over. He got all the way over. Like, it was, I was shocked. <sighs> Usually people realize how stupid they sound at some point. <laughs> yeah. But, but for you, being a woman of color in an industry that does not have a lot of people of color and does not have a lot of women has got to be really difficult. What's that like for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. It gets difficult, especially when you're in it for the music and that's what you're there to do. You're there, you know, to put your, your, your gift out there because it, it is a gift and a gift isn't a gift until you give it away. Like, it's like, you know, music is a gift. It's a gift that's meant to be given. And when people receive it, you know, they can play it over and over again with their favorite song or like a song that reminds them of this, that, whatever, the song you dance to at your wedding, the song, whatever, right? You know, you have all yeah. of these different tones and sounds, and, and I believe in all of that, and all the chakras and things like that, too, that sort of, like, our, our, our bodies are, like, mankind, we sort of, like, walk and, and generate at, like, a C, you know what I mean? At the tone of C, like, everything's kind of pretty much in the middle. It's like a good hum all the time, and everything is music. No matter where you go, the birds you walking, the wind, everything is music. If you look at it from that perspective, you want to have the most harmonic journey through this life that you possibly can. So if something isn't in tune or something doesn't make a melody that you like, it's not on a beat that you can vibe with, then you need to hop the hell out of it and just do what your vibe is and what you're vibrating to. Do what your rhythm is, you know what I mean? And make your melodies with the people that, that, that sort of make up your chord structure as opposed to being, you know, somewhere where, where, where you're not feeling okay. You know what I mean? Because then it's out, of, it's out of tune. It's an out of tune situation. I look at everything like from a musical perspective. So it's kind of like, this doesn't really feel right. It doesn't sound right. It's not vibing with me. And so when those things happen, I just sort of pull out. But yeah, this industry... When it comes to women, men, um, it's definitely male-dominated. And I just like for women to be very strong and, and not yeah. to give in and not to – so many times producers that I've worked with, like a few, would assume I do like a song or two, and it's kind of like, oh, now are we going on a date? No, we're not. Like, we're not. Shit. That's not what I'm here for. You know? Uh, that's and, oh, the last girl is, are you kidding me? You know? That's not my vibe. Sorry. You know, I had, I let a whole project almost go because I'm kind of like, whatever, there's more of where that came from. So if you want to not give me my music, not let my stuff play on the radio, then fine, because there's more of where that came from. It came from me, not from you. So I'm not going to let you intimidate me because the chicks before me allowed you to do whatever with them in your studio, on your console, whatever. Yeah. That's what they did, not me. I have to set a bar. You know what I mean? I have to definitely just be a game pusher instead of a game changer, you know, because 
people change the game how they want it. The game is already the way that it's set. But I want to push doing the opposite of that so that nobody falls into the competition of I'm the baddest bitch and I've slept with this many whatever and I've got this and I got it like this and with that. No, I don't want to push that. That's not my goal. So. I, I, it always breaks my heart when you look at guys that have done that, when they get to you and have done it and they do it so smoothly, you know, there are so many girls that have been there before you and it just, it rips your heart that these girls think that's the only way to get through there. And at different points in time, it has been the only way to get through. So it's, it's sick. It's really fucked up. It's just, it's really fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, it has totally has been the only way to get through. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, God, thank God, Me Too came out, you know yep. what I mean? The whole Me Too, like, movement. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, we and have like, to go to break. It's, it's when in, we come it's in so many layers of our industry, right? It's like in yep. so many layers. It's, it's bred in. I want to come back to this because this is important. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be with Sonia Harley, of course, my co-host, Baddest Bear of the Cage, Bear Fiora, and Summer Helene. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiona, and our very, very special guest, Sonia Holly. I can't even get my breath now. Sonia Holly. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I, I'm sick, so I can't breathe, and I couldn't even get that out in one breath. That's not good. I feel like a nine-year-old without, with emphysema. <clears throat> For those of you, uh, I've, no- <laughs> I know. I've known Sonia for years. She's one of the coolest people on the planet. Uh, you, you, she's one of the most talented musicians and personalities I've ever, ever known. So we were chatting oh, a little beforehand. 
about people trying to, you know, uh, push her into uncomfortable positions or taking her work, I'd love to bring the energy up and ask, what are you working on right now? Oh my gosh. So right (laughs) now I do have a project um, that is going uh, with my hubby actually. It's called Couple. And um, you guys will get to hear some of that stuff, right? That's, you know, it's going to be dropping pretty soon. So we have some fun things in store. Um, and um, I'm also just sort of like, you know, in, in the process of, of doing this cooking show called The Cooking Ram because, you know, I'm an Aries. So mm-hmm. it's The Cooking Ram. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be a really different type of cooking show. Like everyone says, oh, my show is going to be different. I know it is. Well, I'm one of those people, too. And I guess the world will find out and we'll see if it's actually if people will fill it and, and vibe with it. You know what I mean? But even if they don't, I'm still going to freaking do it because. Why not? I love food. I love cooking. And it makes the world go around. Good food makes the world go around. So, yeah. Tell me about um, the show. Oh, yeah. She's a juggernaut. I was she does ju- everything. Absolutely jack of all trades. You're a musician, no, a a writer, a culinary. What, what do you call she, it? A cook a, now? A, a culinary. You're talking about culinary? Culinary. Yeah. Okay. Very she's good. into the culinary. No, no, no. She's a juggernaut. She can do anything, really. I've seen this woman do incredible things. Tell us about, okay, you got this show. Just, you know why it started? Okay, so this is how it started. Okay, so my grandmother, my, my mom's mom, bless her soul, she's gone now, but she would make sweet potato pie. So I don't know, if, have you guys ever tasted sweet potato pie before? Oh, it's, yeah. It's Bear's favorite. <laughs> okay, okay, well, so my mom cannot even make sweet potato pie like her mother. No one makes it. None of my aunts can make it like my grandma. So I made it. When I made it, the family was like, oh, my God, like, how did you do this? And I just remembered what it tastes like, right? So I just tried to emulate that taste. So I did. I, I've, I, I made some sweet potato pies. And now everyone always like, oh, are you going to make them? Are you going to make them? And I'm like, yeah, right on. So I was doing this dinner show. Remember, um, Summer, I was telling you, it was called Revive. It was like downtown um, at... Um, what is the name of that place? Um, it's a cathedral. It's like the older, oldest cathedral um, in, in Los Angeles. Um, nice. And it's like the first Catholic cathedral, actually, that was built. Diviana. It's called Diviana. It's very beautiful. And so there's um, a restaurant there, too. And the restaurant is called, um, what is that restaurant called? Um, Redbird. Yeah, Redbird. Okay, Redbird Restaurant. Yes. Oh, my God. The best food ever. So the chef, his name is Neil Frazier, and I made some sweet potato pie and brought it to him and a few of the chefs to taste, and they were just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, what did you do with the crust? So for chefs like that to say they liked my pie, then I'm like, okay, so the cooking show definitely has to happen because we were thinking about doing it before, but we changed our mind. And so now we're like, yeah, we're diving in. We're going to have fun with it. So that's one thing with our music project, of course. And then, you know, of course, I have my jewelry and stuff like that, too. So I have Sonia Harley ripped and shredded which is like customized jeans and shirts and stuff like that, that I'll do specifically for people they have to order. And then I'll do them and, you know, no one shirt or pants are the same because I customize them, you know, for you. So. And you have like, you have a total cool go vibe. You have all of that going on. You, to look at you, I wouldn't have pegged you for a church girl. Like you look like a rocket ship. And you've got the full-on <laughs> church until until you talk to you talk to you. Then you got the full-on church girl vibe. What drew you into kind of the rocker scene? What drew you into the alternative lifestyle? <laughs> I love that question. Oh my gosh! Um, and it's funny that you say that too, because 
I totally, I remember, um, Lemmy Kilmister told me, he goes, you look like a bad girl. He's like, but you're not a bad girl at all. Yep. You're a good girl, but you look like a bad girl. It was so funny. Well, like, well, growing up, like in church, I mean, my parents were intensely strict. I'm talking like, oh my gosh. So oh, I bet your mother. both my mom and dad, yeah, are bo- both ministers. And so w- my household was more or less like, no television, no jewelry, um, no, like, makeup, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, crayball. I'm just like, oh, my God. So I would sneak and wear pants to school because, like, are you kidding me? I told my dad, I mean, he literally beat my ass because, well, because I, he's like, why are you, my dad came to my school. I had pants on. I borrowed them from my friend. He went to my counselor, took me home, beat my ass, right, told me, you're not going to be wearing pants are pertaining to a man. You can't wear that, whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm like, dad, but I'm not going to fall. If I fall down, are you kidding me? At school and I have on a skirt, all my business is going to be freaking shown to everyone. I'd rather fall down in pants so that my, you know, dress doesn't come up, you know, it doesn't fly up. And he was really upset with me. I ran away for like three days and I'll never forget that. But yeah. So as I was growing up underneath those sort of, um, strict pictures walls yeah. of ultra holiness um i would be over i'd go over like some of my friends house and i would listen to music there and it would be you know like metallica led zeppelin like you know what i mean so i would hear listen to all of this rock music and stuff and i loved it so that's how you got that whole gospel sort of rock and and metal and stuff like that 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 side of me the rock side of me so um yeah, that's why my stuff is called SMR. So it's soul metal rock, which is basically the genre of it that I created because what the hell, why not? That's what it is. That's kind of what I am. You know what I mean? So, Well, there's been no one like you before. So you had to create a genre. <laughs> do, you yeah. find, do you find that uh, now with the kind of the change in the industry with social media coming up the way it has, has it been easier for you to get your music to people? Or do you feel that it's kind of flooded the industry with um, noise? Well, I think that it definitely flooded the industry. Um, But at the same token, and even more importantly, I feel that it unleashed the reins that like all of these record labels that are riding the horse make the horse go whichever direction they want it to go and then have like, you know, everyone else follow. Now it's definitely much more of an open playing ground and you just have to like stick to who you are as a person and what you want to represent. And if people dig you, they dig you. And if they don't, then they don't, you know what I mean? Like be your own algorithm. And, you know, maybe if you're not getting $2 million, $3 million, and you're only generating like, you know, $8,000 a month, that's a whole hell of a lot than a lot of people are. And you're doing it, doing something that you love. And so being successful has nothing to do with like how much money comes in. And, and, and so a lot of people would think that, you know, with, the music and stuff and every, everything opening up so everyone can have their own channels and promote themselves or whatever, right? That that would um, take away from someone really making it and being successful because you want to have these companies that you depend on to market you, to promote you, you know what I mean? And then, of course, to get you writers, you know, from the publishing company and do the correct video to reach the right amount of people and all of this stuff. And it's just kind of like, 
okay, that's cool. But a lot of people that are caught in those situations, they're not living wealthy in spirit and in soul. They are still not what I would consider. You haven't, you, they haven't made it like, because they're not happy to be successful and to say, I've made it means that you can wake up and you can be cool with where you are. You can be cool with, with the life that you're living and you know what I mean? And, and you don't have to, you don't have to struggle, of course, you know, but you, you're okay with where you are. I think that's where the success is at. And as far as them flooding, flooding the industry, I think that it's fine that it's that way because it gives more people a reason to do what they want and wake up happy as opposed to having to be underneath, you know, a crazy ass boss making them work stay late stay late hours that they don't want to stay and then not giving them overpay and and not like giving them insurance, medical insurance and stuff like that hurt yourself on a job and now you're out of a job and you know what I mean? So it's like I think that it opened up the avenue for people who are creatives like myself to be able to market and promote their own stuff. And of course, you know, there's different motors that you can use to try to um, speed it along. Or, and there are people that could help you out, like, you know, what you do too as well. Like you and Alexis, you know, guys are very amazeballs at that. Like just helping people generate, finding that crowd and, and being able to get a solid fan base that loves you and you love them and, and you can continue to, you know, build on that. But some people would never even take the chance or the opportunity to even go after their dream like that if the industry didn't change the way that it did because well, they'd be too afraid. They'd feel like they're giving up everything to take that, take that chance that's not going to pay off. You know what I mean? So Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel, with that bad in mind now, how do you feel social media has impacted the music, uh, music industry? Oh, my gosh. I think that um, social media, when it comes down to, like, you know, the – major labels that are left are the ones that when it comes down to them, it's made it super easy for them to go and and to, to find talent for sure. It's, you know, it's made them, that's made it really easy. Um, But um, as far as music is concerned, I, I do feel that like there's definitely much more of a push towards negative energy when it comes down to what's hot what's the shit right now like you know what what's considered like ah you know you're blazing or whatever that's vibe or whatever you know what I mean it's like what really is a vibe it's you know like and and it's like music is teaching our toddlers like it's teaching kids from like soon as they're able to walk and 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 hear music and bounce around they're bouncing around to the songs that are you know really demonizing like you know women really like telling, you know, men that are surviving and, and trying to actually live a good life to take out the next guy so you can be the main guy. Like, there's not enough room for everybody. A lot of the music that is on top is very negative in that way. But there are spaces where you can find that positive. And that's why I love that it's so free and open because, you know, you just have to um, make sure that your spirit is being moved and that you don't get sort of like, don't get caught up in the hype of what's, you know, uh, statistically and stereotypically cool. Because when you do that, then it's not really music at all. It's pretty much, in my opinion, excuse, I don't think I'm crazy, but in my opinion, it's complete just mind control. It's mind oh. control. Let's make them all 
let's put all the rats in a cage so we can know exactly where they are. We know when they're going to go on the spinning wheel and then we can feed them and then they're going to do the same shit all over again. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, But it is mind control. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're right, Alexis, and I do make people big on social media. But the reality is what we are doing is moving people's eyeballs. We are controlling people's eyes and moving them towards a specific direction. And we're not the only ones doing it. Social media is absolutely a form of mind control and crowd control. And you can create these echo chambers and feed people bullshit. It's I'm not feeding bullshit. I, I work with entertainers, but I do have friends that do this in the political sphere. They don't even believe what they're pushing and it happens. So I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about mind control um in music oh my god thank you you really hit the nail on the head because it's it's not even something that's happening it's something that is intentional and it's something we intentionally on on the on the production end of this talk about how do we get people to go buy this how do we get people to go do this how do we get people to believe this so you really you hit the nail on the head yes right on thank you yeah i feel i feel that you know and i think that like it's my job as an artist and, you know, as a creative universally to let people know that they have a choice and they can be made aware of that. Sometimes some people are so caught up in the hype and what's cool. And they're not even paying attention to the fact that they're just like right in the eye, the needle, like the eye of the freaking storm. Like, dude, mm-hmm. you're like right in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Like you got sucked in so quick cause you thought it was cool. And now you find a hard time to kind of try to get out, but with no warning. So I think it's, you know, my duty and the duty of other people that, that I keep sort of, you know, around me in my circle just to at least make people, let people be aware, you know, be aware of what, what you're listening to. Be aware of what you leave in your earbuds when you're falling asleep and trying to get rest at yeah. night because you're sleeping, you're freaking in, in you know, rim, rim zone. You're like, you know, you're, you're in dream zone and you're like feeding all this shit to your soul, hey. your mind. You're waking up wondering what the hell is going on with you. Listen to what you're listening to, though. Make sure you feed your soul properly if you want to make sure that, you know, you're getting everything that you can out of your flesh walk. That's how I you see know, it. Because, you know, our soul going to be here forever. The flesh, not so much. You know what? If people had listened to you, January 6th would never have happened. You were saying something bad. Wow. No, I, I get it. And I, it was kind of funny. I was thinking that just a minute ago how what we listen to and what we see on television across the entertainment world is always trying to gear you towards a certain message, no matter what. There's always something behind it. And I was going to say that even the gentleman from Fox News, uh, I wish I could remember his name, he came out in a in a court hearing and said, well, there's no reason, there's no way you guys can sue me. Tucker Carlson. Obviously, what we're telling, obviously what we're doing it's is bullshit. Is bullshit. Yeah. We're just making those stories for entertainment purposes. So anyone who believes me is clearly out of their mind. And he won the court case because no one in their right mind wow. would believe Fox News. Yeah. That was Tucker Carlson. That was his argument. It worked. But, <laughs> and that's, but, someone blat- that's someone blatantly admitting, hey, we're just saying shit to make you go a certain direction. Q- QAnon did it. Yeah, it's-, it's just saying things. And you can, and nowadays you can get people trapped in that little, like you said, echo chamber. And all they hear is what they already believe. And you just keep feeding that and feeding that until they go nuts. And that's it. And if they listen to Sonia, that wouldn't happen because so she's, much. Pushing, she's pushing the idea. Pay attention to it. She's telling you to focus. <laughs> Listen up. But, but don't tell old people You're that. Hilarious. I've still got to have a job, Sonia. Like, I still have to have a job. <laughs> so. This is actually Sonia's evil yeah. plan. She'll get everyone to listen to her because she's because she's like so righteous. And then she'll start like shilling out MLMs or whatever. <laughs> she's a, it's like the day to worry is when you see Sonia pushing an MLM. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think 
basically the thing is, it's just that, you know, I hate to, I don't like to get too deep, like sometimes, because, you know, my, my hubby and I would always go off on that. Like, we're, we're so like con, con, conspiracy theorists, like, we're like, oh my God, this, that, that. But, you know, I do feel that like everyone, at least, thank God for the media for certain ways, reasons, because like, you know, at least it exposes things and it makes people aware yeah. of certain things, you know, whereas it didn't before. So you can choose to believe it or not, but at least you've been made aware. So you can make the choice of whether or not you want to be caught up in the storm or, you know, you want to like, you know, sit down on the ground with a camera and, and, and like film it. You know what I mean? So it's up to you. Um, at least those choices are there. And I stick to my guns as, as an artist and um, as someone that's delivering a message, you know, to soothe souls and like listen to this new music and and let it move you you know what i mean and like you get enough people that love your stuff if enough people love your stuff you're gonna be okay because they'll spend a dollar for you know a track or a song or whatever hopefully you know you get a hundred thousand people that love your music and they buy one of your songs every month you're good you're making a hundred thousand dollars a month but it's just like how you how do you generate that and how do you bring that in and all of that and that's what where the music industry has changed where people can actually go to those resources for themselves are they going to be super effective just depends, I guess. I really don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not certain how algorithms and things like that work. I just do how I feel and, and like, say, hey, you know what I mean? Let's move. Let's, yeah. let's, and maybe that could possibly be a minus for me, you know, to it's, a certain degree. You know what I mean? But I have a good team and I'm building it still. So. It's, there's, there's nothing wrong with not knowing how the algorithms work. You just got to get someone that does. All it means is that the people that want and listen to your music are people that really like your music. People can now choose their music and choose to listen to you rather than listening to music that companies have decided they should. We have about three minutes left of the show. Tell everyone where to find you because I want them listening to your music. Okay, awesome. Um, Well, you know, you guys can go to, uh, on Insta, actually, you could find me on there, Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, underscore, and then Harley, like the motorcycle. And um, it's thatcouple.com. You can go there, which is spelled I-T-Z, thatcouple.com. And um, that's where you can find out what's up and coming. There, we do have, like, a, a new website that we're building right now, which is going to be super cool. That's going to give people the outlet for to purchase, like, you know, all of the ripped and shredded stuff and the, the belts of jewelry and um, all of that stuff that comes from, you know, from my hubby and I, actually. And, I like um, that. It's under construction. So um, it'll be but the updates will, will be out, uh, I would say, maybe by the end of next week. Yeah, because we're, we're reconstructing. There's something I want on there. There's something I want on there so bad. And we're trying to figure out how to get it. It's just like a little connector for some of the fans um, that I want to start, you know, that that could – you know, help them on, on different levels. You know what I mean? Just, just to give from, from myself and for what I've been through and what I've experienced. So maybe they don't have to go down some of the road that I went down. You know what I mean? So I love, I, I, love I don't the, mind doing that. I love that you have what should be a merch site and you're still trying to help people. Guys, make sure you are following Sonia Harley. I'm going to put up a link. Follow her, listen to her music. She's one of my favorite people. I know we bring a lot of people on the show, but I got to tell you, I've known Sonia for years. She actually is my friend and is someone I care about and is someone whose music I listen to. So check her out. I promise you're going to love her. 
Thank you very much for joining us today on Behind the Scenes. I'm going to put up Sonia's link. You'll know to follow Bear Fjorda. He's got his next fight coming up. March 18th. I couldn't remember Ow. the date. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Good night. Bye, guys. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. An inspirational speaker and an Amazon number one best-selling author, Carol Edmonston has shared her interactive workshops with both children and adults. Whether it's in a school hospital or a professional business organization carol is committed to impacting quality of life by weaving a connection between mind body and spirit through the creativity of doodling carol has been profiled in the new york times and has appeared in chicken soup for the breast cancer survivor soul forbes health and women's world among numerous other publications pick up carol's award-winning book the healing power of doodling mindfulness therapy to deal with stress fear and life challenges today sawyer is more than an outdoor company every sawyer product you buy contributes to our common humanity bringing sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world in just 2022 alone 260,000 households in over 45 countries received clean drinking water through sawyer filters over the past 10 years we've teamed up with over 140 charities in 80 countries 